has farms and kids. He's got four things in his gas station on the way to Beaver's Lake. That is the best place to get worms because they are the most, they're the biggest worms you'll ever see. So you can cut that thing up into four different pieces. And it's the best. And they got good sandwiches. They got good cold cut sandwiches, okay? The lady's not nice there. She's, she's ancient. But you can get a good thing of worms, good fish and worms, and you'll get a good cold cut sandwich. I know because I've eaten those sandwiches being there. That was free. That was wisdom. That was godly wisdom that I just gave you. So don't. doing anything apart from this body. The church is the solution to the world's problems. 
is education. Government is not the solution to the world's problem. Music is not the solution to the world's problem. None of those are the solution to the world's problem. The church is the solution to the world's problem. It's strong local churches in every country, in every nation, in every continent, in every county, in every part of the world. Strong local churches is what's going to change the world and nothing else. You know, it's not enough that there's lots of strong churches in America. The world's not going to change just because there's a bunch of mega churches in the United States. The world's going to change when there's strong local churches in every part of the world, in every country, in every little village, in every little town. There are strong local churches. That's how the world changes. That's how the, the world's problems get met and by the local church. Y'all still here tonight? You guys you came tonight already. I'm feeling better already. I feel my health come. And we got to realize this. The church is the only thing that will last. The church is the only thing that will last. you got to understand this. For 2,000 years, the church has outlasted dictators, countries that have tried to persecute it, the early church, they tried to kill all the leaders of the early church, they tried to kill people, but guess what, the more they persecuted the church, the more the church grew. The more they tried to restrict the church, the more the church grew. It's the same thing today, the more you try to, to, to uh, stop the church, the more the church will grow. Because you can't stop the church, because God is backing his church. I don't care what country says it's illegal to read your Bible or it's illegal to meet together. You can't stop the church. And churches will outlast any nation, any dictatorship, any person that's trying to stop it. It will always last and come to the top because God is behind the church. You know, in countries tonight, in, in China and Russia and other countries that, that have a background of communism and they try to keep the church out, there is that are thriving because you cannot stop God's church. You can say all day that it's illegal to serve Jesus. You can say it's all all day it's illegal to read your Bible or meet together. God's church will still prosper and still grow because God is back in it. Jesus is building his church. You know, tonight there's millions and millions of people in Russia and China and other countries around the world where they're really persecuted. Like real persecution, not like some of the head school said, I don't like you because you're a Christian. Like real persecution. Because we don't have time for more a small, ineffective, weak-minded, 
churches in the planet because there's five billion people to be reached for Jesus Christ. And what's going to change the world is not a bunch of weak, feeble, weak-minded, small-minded churches doing nothing in their community. That's not going to reach five billion people. We got work to do. The 2.2 billion of us, we got work to do. It's not time to retire. It's time to refire. Hello, somebody. It's time to get back fired up about what Jesus is passionate about and what he's passionate about is building his church on the earth. That's what Jesus is excited about. And Jesus says he loves the church, he gave himself for the church, and he's building his church. What do you love? What are you giving yourself for? What are you building in your life? Because if it's not Christ or his church, it's a wasted life. Right now, and this church needs you right now. We don't have time for you 
far out and waste your life. And you'll be explaining to you right now. And for this church to be everything it's called to be, which has been prophesied over time after time after time, you may not preach way off my nose, but it's good. Time after time after time, what this church is called to do, where it's called to go, who it's called to reach, it's in your hands right now. how important you are. You are such an inspiration to our pastors because they talk about you all the time in a good way, not a bad way. And they talk about you all the time about you bring so much energy and passion. And it, it makes them excited to come to church and preach just to see young people who love God and come to the church. You make them excited to do what they do after 40 years of ministry. Some of the old people in our church aren't making them excited to do that. But you are. That's how important you are. You are Thank you. 
church got saved, their passion was good, but they almost went to the degree of the other area. So yeah, they were passionate about the things of God, but almost overly to the point that there was just chaos in the church. That's why in Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, talks about order in the local church. Why? Because they were so passionate about God, which was a good thing, they were a little bit out of control. Okay? They were pretty comfortable charismatic. Now, you got to realize in the body of Christ, 
contributes to the health of that church. Every one of you contributes to the health of that church. So don't put it on the pastor. Our church is not growing. Our church is not thriving. Why is our church not doing this? Why don't you look at yourself in the mirror? It's see what you're doing. Because pastor's doing his job. Are you doing your job? Because you're a part of the body just as much as he is. And if you're a kidney, then you need to function. If you're a lung, then you need to function. If you're an ear, then you need to work. If you're a nose, then you need to smell. Whatever part you are in the body of Christ, if you're not doing your job, the body's not helping to grow. It's not up to one person to do it all. And that's an old school church mentality that the pastor is the one doing everything. And we can watch him do it as the body. No, that's, that doesn't work. He's only one part of the body, just like you're one part of the body. And every part of this church needs to function correctly for it to be healthy. You know, I don't know how many people are in our church, maybe 300 tops. Every, every part of our church, all 300 members, Thank you. 
guess what? We don't need you. Go somewhere else. Everybody's like, well, I'm going to be the eye. Hey, you, you got a Cyclops coach on your hands. Because if we're all the same part of the body, then somebody's not necessary. You can go down the road to a church that needs an eyeball, that needs an ear, that needs a head, that needs a foot. Somebody's not necessary. No, we're necessary, but we're all doing the part of the world. So we see that the parts we play are, are different, but they're still vital to the whole body's health. Now, let's look down at verse 26. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest or least important are actually the most necessary. And it goes on and it talks about
church in the kingdom of God. And some of you in here are called to do that, and I think a lot of you in here are called to do that because I can already see the grace of God on a lot of you in here to be a generous person and to start businesses and to have creative ideas and do things for the kingdom of God to make serious money to fund the church and to fund the kingdom of God. I'm just saying right here, right now, I have for this church is going to cost a lot of money. And I ain't talking about my paycheck. I'm talking about what we're called to do at this church. It's not cheap. It's not lame. It's not feeble. It's not going to. It's, it's going to take more than a couple pennies every other week at the glory. It's going to take more than you working a dead end job making minimum wage for the rest of your life. It's going to take some of you guys stepping out in faith, starting businesses, being creative. Doing what God has put into your heart and stepping out in faith and making money for the kingdom of God. Because God knows if He can get it through you, He can get it to you. And I know some of you here have the right heart to be a big giver. And if you have that heart, God will give you favor and opportunities to start businesses and companies and fund the kingdom of God. So can you guys take that balance tonight? Because I feel like a lot of you in here are called to do that. Not everybody. Thank you. 